Hi, thank you very much for talking to me today, um, Gabe. Um, um, I would like to ask you, or what we would like to start off with the first question. In which way do you understand your research to have changed or contribute, contributed to public perceptions of wars and, com and their commemoration? I think parts of my research have been involved in helping people feel that they have a role to play in the way in which episodes in the past are represented and are commemorated. Part of my work is about making the research process accessible. So specifically in the study of the British civilian experience of the Second World War, um, many people who are alive now, who were children, let's say, in the Second World War, who are now elderly, they will have knowledge and memories which will be able to, to contribute to my research. So when I'm studying um, places, artefacts, landscapes uh, of sites, or when I'm carrying out excavations, um, I will talk to these people and find out what they know. And also if people have stories in their families. So part of my work is to make them aware that their knowledge, their experiences, their family stories are part of history and something which is relevant to researchers now. But on top of that, archaeology is a very easy subject to understand. The practice of excavation, if you're digging a hole, people can understand that. You dig a hole and you find things. And in the work I do, I work very hard to include people in this process. People want to become involved in it, to volunteer, to help out in the excavation. I work hard to find ways to make that happen. And then you're giving people the tools to study their own past for themselves, to get their hands on it. And that's a very empowering thing and I think one of the roles of scholars and researchers generally beyond archaeology and all these subjects we should be empowering people to take control of these their own narratives their own history their own heritage that's our public responsibility. Um, how do you create this bridge between research and people's um, knowledge and people's history? Um, it varies hugely depending on the context of what you're working in and the different audiences. So if I was working with, let's say, school of children who are studying, let's say, the Second World War in, in school, you start from where they're learning, you start from what they're learning, and you find a way to um, work from where they are to bring them to, to, to an understanding of what you're working on and why it's relevant, how it relates to the history of their neighbourhood their uh, community, their country. Um, or you, you, know, you, you, you find people who have a special interest. There are people who are members of societies um, that study um, local history, local archaeology, oral history. And, and, and through those societies, you find people who have an interest and you make connections with them where you, where you involve them in your, in your research and you, you, invo you get involved in their research as well. And it can be quite uh, collaborative. I think it's important when you work with the different communities, different stakeholders, you approach them as equals with respect and you understand they have expertise to bring as well. It's not that we are the academics uh, descending from our ivory tower with wonderful information to, sh to, sh to share. These are proper collaborations. Um, and, and in my experience, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work well. But a lot of the time, you have really interesting outputs. And I think the research is much richer than it would be otherwise. 
for including people in this work. And it's, yeah. Um, which role do you think um, empowering people um, plays in contribute, uh, contributing to positive commemoration? I think it's fundamental. I think if we live in a democratic society, to strengthen that society, people need to have a sense of a stake in the history. They need to feel that their stories are part of the, the wider story of the society, that they are, their stories are recognised and, and included, and that they can have a, a voice and a stake in what stories are told and where. And and I think in, it's not easy a lot of the time in wider society for people to feel that they have a stake in these things. So it's up to us in the professional world to reach out and say, yeah, these these are places where you will be listened to and you are participating in civil society. This is yeah, this is fundamental fundamental to democracy, I think. Which aspect does the democratic element in commemoration play, do you think? I think it's, this is about different kinds of commemoration mm -hmm. and valuing a variety of forms of commemoration. Commemoration is not only the monument, the, the war memorial on the village green. Commemoration is also the um, group of young people from a, a group of scouts or something who leave a wreath of, of flowers next to the War Memorial. That, that is their act of commemoration as a, a group of individuals to take part in commemorative processes. And there can be commemorative processes which are not part of larger ones as well. There can be very individual ones. There can be ones which relate to local stories, local events. And it's understanding that these practices, these cultural practices of, of commemoration, are part of a larger sort of collective body of practices, and that they are ex accepted and acknowledged in some way. Now, that's a, in an ideal world. Many of them are not accepted. Many of them are marginalised. So part of the role as well is to bring these marginalised communities in from the margins by recognising their commemorations. In a way, it's the most fundamental level of respect you, 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 you could have for a a group or community that you encounter. You don't know them necessarily, you don't understand them, you may not have much in common, but if you see their practices of commemorating their dead, let's say, and you show respect for that, that's a fundamental connection. That's the fundamental um, found, foundation for respectful interaction between people who may not understand each other. That's good. How does the physical reconstruction of the past through excavation may help people to get engage in positive commemoration processes? Different ways. I think people like it when you dig things up. People get it very excited when someone comes along and digs a hole. This is very basic stuff. But it's a human instinct. If someone's digging a hole, you, you come and look at the hole and you look in the hole and you say, oh, well, what have you got there? It's a water pipe. It's uh, a, an old a king, someone buried under a car park. It can be anything. But there's a curiosity. Well, what's, what's in there? And I think that, 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 that curiosity is the start of a conversation. 
and that's a good start. And then that's the very foundational thing. And then you build on that, and then you, you reconstruct, and you say what there is, and you can start to tell more complicated stories and more human stories, some very fundamental things, you know. Um, and that's, yeah, that's it's pretty straightforward, but that kind of start of conversations where you start to, 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 to bring people in and you start to include, yeah, um, different perspectives. This can be very powerful. And so how do you think um, does archaeology <clears throat> contribute to opening up um, societal discourses about this kind of um, <clears throat> thing which has to be remembered? I think this, one of the strengths we have with archaeology is what we produce is material. And although, of course, the material is very much subject to interpretation and ambiguity. In the popular imagination, material is more uh, uh, definite. It has a rhetoric to it. So historians with their documents, while it's all interpretation, blah, 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 where it's, if you can say, here's an artifact, here's a, a skull, a, a, a sword, a castle, a monument, that has a power behind it, which is very easy for people to understand very straightforward to link it to education. You can see it, you can hold it in your hand, it's real. So I think that power there is something which comes from archaeology and makes it a very useful way of sharing information and spreading ideas. How do you think archaeology may positively impact the way people commemorate in future? I think, for me, the, the positive forms of commemoration and the the sort of my sort of hopes for the future commemoration is it moves away from being something with material icons with monuments towards it being uh, human practices commemoration is something which people come together at a time and a place to enact to uh, perform so i think one contribution that archaeology can make to this is to provide places and reasons opportunities for people to to Come to, to come together, not everyone, but certain communities, certain groups, people come together in, in a place and a, a time to perform certain commemorations. Example of this was uh, um, when uh, human remains are recovered on battlefields, old battlefields, you know, they, but the, the, the remains are, are recovered and they're studied respectfully and they're stored respectfully, and often they're then reinterred it in a churchyard or they, they are given some kind of religious uh, funeral and that often becomes opportunity for people to come to, to come to, to, to together to show respect so when it's for example in battlefields of the first world war you have people from the uh, it's, if it's a soldier of the uh, german army let's say in the first world war very often they have a, a a funeral where soldiers from the modern german army will come and do a proper military funeral and pay their respects, and also soldiers from other armies will come as well. And it's a way of sort of of promoting understanding and reconciliation. And that's a really powerful, positive thing, I think. Um, you often mentioned respect and commemoration um, as, as going together. And which role do you think um, does um, the excavation play in, you know, being somehow controversi controversially um, perceived in uh, um, the way you respect something which is um, buried. Mm. And... It's complicated. In a perfect world where the, this work is being carried out to a high professional standard, 
the things that you just discover are such studied well and the stories which are associated with it are um, treated respectfully and any let's say human remains you discover you, you treat them respectfully and that's a ideal process in practice sometimes these things are done terribly badly sometimes it's unavoidable if you're someone's building a a um, motorway and you need to excavate to remove a, a graveyard in the way you do it quite fast because you just need to get it out of the way other times people are working for they're doing <clears throat> terrible um, tv shows and things where they're going to old battlefields and pulling bones out of the ground that's appalling and that sort of thing is not respectful it's very harmful to respectful commemoration and respectful relations between the, the groups involved um yeah we do it respectfully because we know it can be done very badly otherwise. And it's, and it's, it's important because if you start to do these things very badly, you can create huge political and social problems. It makes it harder to do your work and it causes real world harms. Thank you very much. No problem.